Hi, my name is Jessica Scott, and today you're listening to us talk about tuning in to connect. What's up? It's Kevin Crenshaw, a.k.a. The Heart Guy. Welcome to The Heartbeat, where we talk about living life from the heart. I'm always excited about guest speakers on my podcast because I don't have to listen to my voice the entire time. <laughs> but more specifically today, Jessica's a freaking badass. And then we're talking all about tuning in, which I, I that jive a lot with. So welcome to the show, first off. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So tuning in, you know, we there's a lot of talk around that and listening to your intuition and listening to your inner voice and all of these things. But what does that really mean? And why is it so important? So I think that my, the importance in my life came later on after years and really an entire lifetime up until I got in my 30s of doing all these outside things, trying to connect, right? I was mm -hmm. a straight A student. I was captain of all my sports teams I played on. I was very much a people pleaser. I wanted my teachers to like me and my parents to approve of me. And all of that was kind of tuning out, if you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. I was really always reaching outside of myself and doing all these things, almost like a puppet on a, you know, with those strings. And mm -hmm. I never so, really knew that I could tune into myself for answers until I had a lot of healing to do around what I did to create all this crap in my life by listening to everyone right, else. Right, because like, why? Did, yeah, because that, that was the question I had is like, how did you get the awareness of what you were doing? Like, oh, this is actually what I'm doing. I need to do different. Because I think a yeah. lot of people that are in it, they just don't have the awareness that that's what they're doing. Right. The awareness is key when you start to have this moment of, I have this life, whether you believe in many lives or not, you're living this one life right now. And I think mm -hmm. there was a moment where I started to say, wow, I'm really creating this. And at the end of the day, nothing and no one else matters except for how do I feel about this job? How do I feel about this mm. relationship? How do I feel about what I'm doing? Am, am I enjoying it? Do I really like this? Or have I just been kind of going along to get along? Have I been saying I like things that I don't? And it's really mm. a chronic common thing um, mm -hmm. to live a whole life and not have this awareness. And it takes a lot of silence, which is not really popular in today's, you know, <laughs> rat race, this keeping up yeah. and doing an overexhausted hustle. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I was a part of that hustle culture for a long time. I actually got really steeped in it. And I thought that the harder I hustled, the more I grinded that I would step into this arena or this place where everything was jiving and it would be amazing. And actually, it was the opposite. The more I hustled, the more I did that, I actually wore myself so thin that I couldn't do it anymore. And I had pretty much like a huge breakdown. <laughs> wow. So you started to get more aligned and you tuned in. Yeah. I started to have this awareness mm -hmm. when I couldn't do that hustle anymore. I like to say that I, for the last year, had to really sit down for a year because I was hustling so hard. Um, <laughs> I really had to just sit down and connect with myself. And that sounds kind of silly. Like, mm -hmm. And I was so against this idea of tuning in. I actually made used to make fun mm -hmm. of it. So I, I understand not <laughs> being able to get it. 
Um, it's almost like this, oh yeah, like go hug trees. And not that that's what I'm doing, but I thought that that's what it was. So, well, and, and, you know, when you're so into hustle, cause I've been there too, it's like, um, oh, I don't have time. Like I gotta get, I gotta do this. I gotta get things done. So like, Mm -hmm. why can't I, I can't be quiet. Right. And I, I always say this analogy, it's kind of like when you're in this, imagine being this huge haste to clean your house. Right. And you, you're in such a hurry. Mm -hmm. You don't even turn the lights on. So like, imagine if you're trying to clean the house in the dark and you're tripping over things and you're just a maniac (laughs) in there. And if you just took a moment and turned the lights on, you would get so much more done. It would be so much more clear and you would have a whole Mm, lot more fun doing it. Right. That's an incredible analogy (laughs) because it's so true. That's how I feel like the Mm. first 30 years of my life was like, I mean, I was literally doing my whole life with my eyes shut or the lights off. And then I was like, Oh, look at, look at this switch Mm. over here. And that switch is found inside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Wow. So when, you know what, it seems like for you then it was just really like complete, like not just burnout, but like burnt the fuck out (laughs) where it was like (laughs) another level. And then you were like, okay, let's like tune in. And you had to do something different. I kind of was, that's what it was like for me actually too. So I'm um, thinking about it. Like, what did you do to first start tuning in? And yeah, so it yeah, was yeah. that it, I was starting to get really angry because the hustle that I thought was going to bring me, you know, the keys to the kingdom was not. Mm-hmm. So then I was angry and I was so angry that I had this idea. I'm like, if I keep being this angry, this like hustle culture angry because there was mm-hmm. no flow or peace about it. I would, I thought to myself, if I keep being this angry, like it might kill me. That's how angry I was. Wow. <laughs> I knew that I couldn't continue doing. And like, this is not how I want to live. Like, I don't, I don't care mm-hmm. if I'm going to be a millionaire or whatever. Um, and I just had to just stop. And I really tuned in and said, if I were to create something, if I were to be living a life that I'm get up, getting up and I'm energized to do, not because I have to or all these self-help books said this is what I should be doing, what would mm-hmm. that look like? And I really started to tune into myself. And as I did that, I healed this relationship with myself that I had that was used to be more of a answering to this inner critic that you know, when you're a perfectionist, that's usually who you're answering to. You're not answering to this wise part of you. You're answering to this person that's like cracking the whip, right? Um, mm-hmm. So giving up that perfectionist tendency and really saying, if I'm okay and whole right here, what would I create? What would I do? How would I get up and live my life? And then that started me healing the relationship that I had with myself. And instead of a intimidating, you know, you're not doing good enough hustle to mm. prove yourself be worthy. I moved into this arena of if I'm already whole and complete right now, and I don't have to prove anything to anyone or myself, then where, what direction would I go in? And when wow. you make decisions like that, if you're operating from a, I don't have to do this to be at full capacity. If you're operating at a complete fullness right now, you make totally different decisions. <laughs> it's <laughs> it, it's like a fabric that's the basis for your entire life that is completely different, has a different feel. It um, not only affects the relationship you have with yourself, but then it starts to 
affect the relationships you have with everyone else in your life. Right. And that's huge because you, you got to the point where you're like, I don't have to prove anything. And I think that's what a lot of hustle is. Yeah. I, I really did think that I was proving. Um, I actually found this meme today. I came across it today on Instagram <laughs> again. It's a coffee pot and it says, your productivity does not equal your worth or your worth isn't based in your productivity. And when I first read that in hustle culture, it was almost like you read what you want to see. When I first saw that meme, I saw that it said your productivity is your worth. Like that's how ingrained it was in my head. And then I saw it again. I'm like, oh, that's not what it says. And it was a wake up call for me (laughs) in that moment. Because that's how I was living my life, like how productive you are. If you get straight A's, if you're thin enough, have the abs. I mean, I got so entrenched in that mindset. And now Mm -hmm. instead of prove, like prove this, prove this, it's if I'm operating at a full capacity, if I'm worthy Mm -hmm. right now, what decisions would I make in my life? So how do you get yourself to that point? Like, how does somebody tune in? So when you're tuning in, I think that you start to have to, you know, it's kind of when you're tuning into self-love or turning into worth, you really have to look at all the beliefs that have been collected in your mind, collected in your heart, in your life. And you're like, where did these come from? You know, all Mm -hmm. these self-hate things. Um, Like, for example, when I was in this hustle culture business and craziness, I had eight pack abs. I mean, I had like pro fitness competitor <laughs> body. And I it was like, mm-hmm. I was stage ready for what? I don't know. Um, I just thought it was a worth thing. And mm. I didn't know that I could be worthy without that. And so mm-hmm. I really started to investigate, where did I get these thoughts? Like this self-hate thing, like about my body, where did this come from? Is this even mine? Mm. And if it's not, is it serving me? And if it's not serving me, why are, why am I holding on to it? Yeah. What and am I getting out is, of this? Do you, like, are you doing this in meditation? Are you journaling about it? And asking I'm a big journaling fan. Okay. Yeah, cool. So a huge journaling yeah. fan. One thing I love about journaling, and I, I teach it to a lot of the women that I coach, um, both one-to-one and in courses that I run with journaling, you can't be driving. You can't be tending to your kids. You can't be unloading the dishwasher. You can't be folding laundry. You know, you have have to take a moment. Right. And you have to be present with yourself. And it can be really overwhelming to start to journal, um, but really to tune in and say, like, what are these thoughts? What are are these thoughts Uh about my body? Why does it have to look a certain? Who said that? Where did I pick that up? And so tuning into yourself Mm. really is like, who said I had to have XYZ business? Is that me? Or was that something that I picked up from my parents, society, relationships? Right. Is that serving right. me? Is it is it mm-hmm. a happy experience? And the funny thing about me tuning in and really slowing down, I thought that if I tuned in and slowed down and took a freaking breath, I really thought that I would like, you know, have no income be like a pauper on the street. <laughs> I, I mean, like this yeah, is what yeah. hustle culture paints, right? No, a hundred percent. I was in that too. Yeah. The moment that I went from hustle to, I just got to sit the fuck down here, gather my, mm. you know, wits about me and figure this shit out. 
I more than doubled my income in a year by working mm -hmm. probably half as much. And that goes back to the analogy. I was literally cleaning my house with the lights on. So of mm -hmm. course, I mean, if you turn the lights on, you're so much better suited to clean your house and get it done in half the time. And it would probably look a lot better too. Right. That's incredible. But, yeah, no, totally. And, and, and at the same time, it's interesting. Isn't that the paradox of it all? Because that's what the hustle culture wants to create, but it's, they're going about it through the way that keeps you stuck. A hundred percent. And, you know, I mean, it's hustling wild. and some of those self-help books can be really great. I think that um, it can get someone out of, you know, being in that frozen mode of not doing anything. Right. Um, so that there are there are pluses to it, but it can be really toxic if you're really reaching outside of yourself for all of those books and you're not tuning in to yourself. And mm -hmm. this is where in my line of work, I work with a lot of women and mm -hmm. so many women, including myself, are people pleasers. And I had to recover from this people pleasing in a sense that my love for myself and what I wanted and desired came first. There's no way you can be a people pleaser if you're putting your self-love mm -hmm. first. If you, you know, like what you dress like or wear or want to do for your business, your career. When you're a people pleaser, you have such a low opinion of your wants, needs, and desires, and you're never living a fulfilled mm -hmm. life ever. How do you think that there, that is? Like, how, do, how does that happen that most women are people pleasers in your opinion? So, yeah, in my opinion, it happens because for women, likability is currency. Mm. A man who he, if, if you have a strong opinion, then you're seen as like, oh, look at that leader over there. He's such a strong, headstrong, you know, he has leadership quali mm -hmm. qualities. He is charismatic and, you know, forthright in his opinion and steadfast. A woman who is outspoken and not in a rude or crazy way right. will be called rude and crazy. Right? So for women, mm. likability is currency. And we learn this really young, right? It's kind of like, oh, I want that boy to like me. So I will people please. Um, mm -hmm. I know that this, this can obviously happen with males, but my forte is working with women right. and we have a really hard time speaking up for ourselves, speaking up when mm -hmm. we need something, whether it's during sex, in relationships, parenting with our partners, um, even mm -hmm. in a work setting, we don't speak up, mm -hmm. which on a mm -hmm. side note, and I've always said this to women too, why don't men have thyroid disorders? Most of it is women. Well, your thyroid's in your throat. You're not using your voice. So <laughs> we've got this yeah. like just cascade of like, I mean, imagine if everything you've ever wanted to say in your fucking life is swallowed. Where's that energy going? Yeah. So, so and as someone who's had uh, thyroid disorder, I have, I've had a thyroid disorder. I had Graves disease and mm. um, healed it. And I've been in remission now for four mm. years. But it was huge. I was so angry and I wasn't saying anything about it. I wasn't ever speaking up. <laughs> Which is interesting because, you know, you got you healed by an action or shifting how you're you're being yep. not through a medicine or a medication. 100%. Mm -hmm. And that yeah, goes so this into tuning energy in, healing, which is a different <laughs> different, different, different topic. Yeah. Right. But this yeah, tuning yeah. in is really connecting 
if you want to connect to a partner, if you want to connect to your kids, if you want to connect to life in general, you can't do that being disconnected from yourself. You can't do that being disconnected from your wants, your desires, which are always valid. We grow Mm -hmm. up and kids from a young age, and I'm a mom to a five-year-old little girl, and I see this all the time. Um, Kids from a young age, whether it's in school, it's like, shut up, sit down, do this. And we're always telling that we're training them to be so divorced from what they want. I mean, for example, the other day, I just put Scarlett, my daughter, like I said, she's five. I put her hair up in a bun and it was so cute with this little like bandana thing (laughs) on. And she goes, no, I don't want it up in a bun. And I made like a little fun, sad face. And she goes, oh, are you really sad? I go, oh, no, ab- I'm I'm just uh-huh. playing around. No, I go, this is your body. It's your choice. I'm not sad about wow. how you wear your hair at all. But this is where it starts, right? So it starts these little wow. like, oh, I have to people yeah. please my mom because she's sad I'm wearing my hair not in the cute bun she made, right? This mm. is what starts to proliferate. And you can see how wow. like just something really innocent like that. That becomes mm-hmm. Scarlett's going to be 15 sometime with a boyfriend or a friend. Oh, you don't like my hair up like that? No, it's my body. It's my choice. I'm going to, I'm going to say, do what I want. Right. Mm-hmm. That's in- incredible. And and you're, you're so spot on, especially with the awareness of it, that it starts, it really does start that early on. It's huge. And people feel it's... like, why do I have this problem? And it's like, well, when did it start? Because that's why. <laughs> Yeah, and which I, is I amazing. And on... I know, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, like, I know that you have a program coming up that's all about that and parenting in a conscious way, right? Yeah, we are starting this program the day after Mother's Day, actually. It's called Parenting in 528. And that's the frequency of love. And it's how do you parent from a frequency of love, which is 528 mm. hertz? And what does that mean? It means aligning with that in every decision you make, whether it's boundaries can be made in love, right? We always think like, if I speak up, just as the same thing with the thyroid thing that I was talking about, if I speak up, I'm going to be a bitch. If I speak up, I'm an angry, you know, an angry divorced mom, you know, no, I can actually use my voice and be very aligned with love. I can actually tell my partner what I want during our sexual encounters and be very aligned with love. I can tell friends and business partners what I do and do not allow in my life. And I'm not coming from a place of anger, frustration, guilt, or worry, Mm -hmm. which you think that's a judgment on yourself. Like that people do say it again. That's a, is you think that's like, that's the judgment that people put on themselves of like, Oh, I'm going to come off as angry. Uh, I I, I don't think that it's, a judgment they put on themselves. It's an internalized thing that they've already experienced in society. Mm. It's something that you, it becomes part of the way you um, are in the world as a survival mechanism. Mm -hmm. Cause most times if you're a parent or if you're a child and your parents don't allow you to speak up, don't allow you to voice how they feel, don't allow you to share or, have an opinion, then it becomes a survival mechanism, very much so. I mean, for me in my own, I, I had a great childhood. I really did. There was no abuse, but um, my family was kind of emotionally not intelligent. So I was doing all the things, getting all the A's. I mean, gosh, I was like the prize pupil, prize daughter, 
but I really wasn't in touch with myself because I didn't know that I could really speak up and say, this sucks. I just thought I could keep going and getting the A's and that was what I needed to do. So you become divorced from this rich inner world and my job with both women um, and their own relationship with themselves and their children, if they have them, is to really remarry themselves to themselves. And as you do this with yourself, you can't help but do it with your child. Mm -hmm. That's so true. I absolutely love everything that you're talking about. And you're so in alignment because you've tuned in, I can tell. <laughs> Where can people <laughs> tune in more with you and and everything that you got going on? So the parenting course, if you're interested in looking at is parenting528.com. And that course starts uh, the day after Mother's Day. It's going to be a really dynamic, awesome support group and community. And my Instagram is Jessica Scott, super common name. I cannot believe I got it. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so that's where you can connect with me. And I have a really tribe of a really amazing tribe of women that have all started to really wake up and tune into themselves and recover from chronic people pleasing, chronic perfectionism, chronic being who they always thought they should have to be. And so if you're starting to wake up and say, man, my life is not going as I really thought it would, or if you're starting to say, I need to be more bold in my choices, I'd love to connect because there's a whole, I feel like it's like a ripple, like a ripple effect. And I'm sure you see this too, mm -hmm. of women that are kind of, it's almost like that heads up seven up game. You put your head up yeah. after, after having it down for so long. And it's like, how have I been this unconscious for so long? And it's so beautiful to see other people just starting to get that glimmer back in their eye. Ah, that's so true. And for everybody listening, go check her stuff out. As always, put some heart into everything that you do today.